Hello and welcome to episode six of the Open Conversation podcast. Today I'm going to be opening up a conversation all around one of my favourite topics and I am going to get very passionate in this podcast. We're going to be discussing the fear of rejection, where it comes from and Basically, how to kick fuck out of that fear of rejection and really like learn to let it go so it doesn't consume and control your whole life. Because I know for many of us, myself included, that fear of rejection kicked fuck out of me for most of my life. And I've learned a few things along the way. So I want to start off by saying you have a fear of rejection because you believe there are parts of you worthy of being rejected. Now let that sink in. And if there's a part of you that's trying to fight with that truth, and say, that's, I, I don't believe that I'm worthy of being rejected. Instead, what about sitting with that and getting curious about what parts of yourself you're rejecting? What parts of yourself you struggle with? What parts of yourself you don't want anyone else to find out about? These are all the things that, these are all the questions that I began asking myself a few years ago when I was at rock bottom. Because for years, I was living with with so much shame. And as we know, or you may not know, but the function of shame is to protect you. The only thing about shame is, It protects you from everything. It protects you from, quote unquote, the good and, quote unquote, the bad. It protects you from, you know, really letting someone in and really allowing yourself to be loved. It protects you from all the happiness in like in that you could experience in life. Yes, it also protects you from rejection. But the irony around shame is you're already rejecting yourself. So while it may protect you or potentially protect you from rejection from others, you're still rejecting yourself, which I believe is actually worse and is also the root of the fear of our rejection from others. So <clears throat> for, like I said, the majority of my life, I've rejected so many parts of myself. And this shows up particularly in relationships. Like my first relationship, I was um, early 20s. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but um, we were together for six years. We were engaged. And when we first got into um, the relationship, 
I can remember getting pissed one night. Like we we were both out together, and we come back home, and like we were just chatting, and um, I basically just started crying, and I I couldn't I couldn't get my head round why she wanted to be with me. Like what what was it about me that you know made her want want to be with me when she could have been with someone else? Like what? You know, and I was trying to explain to her, like, I can't get my head around why you want to be with me. Like, what have I got to offer you? And then I started to come up with all these ju justifications. Like, I don't have a good job. I don't have much money. I don't have a good car. Like, I, I don't have my own home. Like, I'm not as good looking as, you know, him. And I had all these, like, self-judgments that I was trying to use as justification because I'd used those um, judgments right up until that point, and you know they they stayed with me until well many years after. But up until that point, I'd used those judgments as a way to justify like why I wasn't good enough. Which all these judgments done was caused me to never actually put myself out there like, which is why that was my first proper relationship when I was in my early 20s now most people they'll have relationships like really early on you know in, in teenage years and stuff like that I didn't because I was absolutely terrified of being rejected and I, I can actually remember having this thought like if I'm rejected I know I just won't be able to cope with it so what did I do I kept myself in hiding. I quote unquote protected myself. <laughs> All I've really done was protect myself from love. Now, <clears throat> when that relationship broke down, <clears throat> um, I was single for uh, about 18 months, something like that. Because I took that, I, I took the breakdown of our relationship, proof that I was a bad person and that I was unlovable. So for probably just over a year, I didn't want to experience those feelings. So I would spend a lot of my time going out and getting pissed and doing coke and trying to have one night stands and just find any form of validation that I possibly could. Then when it, it just became too much and you know, my life was just really heading down a path that I just didn't want to go down, I eventually started to look for some help. I started working with a coach for about three months. Um, and I started to feel a little better in myself. I started to kind of understand why that relationship broke down. And I kind of, I kind of began understanding why I was showing up in that relationship the way that I was showing up. After about three months, I attracted 
someone else into my life. Now, I believe in the law of attraction. You may not. Um, that's absolutely fine. So if that word attracted doesn't land for you, use the word found. I found someone else to be with. Got into another relationship. And guess what? Those same issues that I had in my first relationship, you know, well, seven or eight years ago when I first got into that relationship, had all those fears and all those self-judgments, because I'd only partially worked through them, they still showed up in my, in my next relationship. And that, that relationship was an absolute shit show, the second relationship. And all those same fears and all those same judgments were there. Now, because I believed that <clears throat> I wasn't good enough, I spent so much time and energy and money trying to prove that I was good enough, you know, trying to prove that I was worthy, trying to prove that, you know, I'm good enough for you to love me. I'm, I'm good enough for you to be with me. When, when we're trying to prove something, it's because we believe the opposite. I was trying to prove I was worthy because I believed that I wasn't worthy. I was trying to prove that I was good enough because I believed that I wasn't good enough. And this part is so, so important. Yeah, it's not our daily actions that actually um, direct our lives. It's our beliefs, our fundamental beliefs about ourselves that cause us to act in certain ways that direct our lives. So it's our beliefs. Everything we have in our lives is due to our beliefs. And this is why I was spending, I, I was just giving so much of myself and you know, anything and everything that I possibly had I gave to her because I was trying to prove to her that I was valuable. I wanted her to believe that without me, you know, she, she would struggle in life. I, I wanted her to believe that she needed me. I wanted her to believe that you know, I have so much to offer and, you know, I will be able to give her a better relationship than anyone else will be able to give her. Now, this kind of thinking is, well, <laughs> the emotion that I'm feeling now is actually sadness. Like, just recognising those thoughts and those beliefs I had and the way that I was showing up in my life and in that relationship as a result of those beliefs is just so, so sad. Like acting out of a place where you just believe that you're unlovable and you're not good enough. And the truth is, Every single one of us is lovable. Right? It's, 
It's not what you do that makes you lovable. It's who you are. And who you are isn't defined by your actions. Who you are at your core is a soul. And all a soul is, is just pure, unconditional love. So you're not just lovable, you are love. Really let that sink in. The thing is, if we want to see whether we believe we're lovable or not, look at the choices we make in regards to our health and look at the relationships we remain in. Because if you're making choices in your life that you wouldn't want your children to make or, or even that you know are unhealthy, that's proof that you believe that you're unlovable. Now, I'm not saying you need to live like a saint. I'm not saying that. But if you never take care of yourself, what belief do you think is underneath that? And look at your relationships. I mean, just look at your intimate relationship. Are you with someone that actually recognises your worth, listens to you, is there for you, supports you? meets your relational needs? Or are you with someone that doesn't really prioritise quality time with you, goes out getting pissed every weekend and leaves you at home? Doesn't even ask what it is that you need. Or worse, emotionally or physically abuses you. Like someone that loves themselves and knows their worth and their value wouldn't remain in relationships like that.
the reason why you would remain in a relationship like that is because you have this huge fear of rejection because you're already rejecting parts of you that you believe make you unlovable. So you see being in this relationship as actually you're lucky to be in this relationship. You're lucky that someone wants to be with you. Because you don't want to be with you. If you genuinely wanted to be with you, you wouldn't put up with that shitty behaviour. You wouldn't put up with being abused, manipulated, you know, not being supported or cared for. You just wouldn't put up with it. This is why. And look, you can listen to this and... You can either be on the side of the fence of this is fucking victim blaming, like you know, you're just you're blaming people that are in like bad situations, and no, 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 no. You can choose to see it like that, or you can get curious about what I'm saying and really ask yourself. Hmm. How can I actually start taking responsibility? Because blame hasn't been working for me. Being a victim hasn't worked for me. So maybe I could start taking responsibility and see how that works for me. Now, I'm saying all this because I was that person who was blaming other people. I was that person who was stuck in victim mentality. And while at the time, if someone would have said to me, you're playing the victim, I would have probably held the belief that well, I'm not playing the victim. I'm, I'm not a victim. But most of the time, it can be so subtle that we don't even recognise where we're giving up our own power and giving up responsibility. You know, expecting us to meet the needs that we aren't willing to meet ourselves. You know, blaming other people for how your life is, blaming your partner for, you know, doing X, Y and Z. And I'm not saying that, you know, that doesn't play a part. Because of course it does. What I'm saying is, if you want to move through that and move forward, you have to start getting curious, not from a place of blame or self-blame, but from a place of self-responsibility. So you can make sure that the lessons that you learn in this chapter of your life help you in the next chapter because oftentimes what happens is and you'll you see this in um or, or maybe you've gone through um a relationship breakdown and your initial response is why am i not good enough 
And then you kind of sit in that and wallow like I did for a while. You know, go out getting pissed and like feeling shit Monday to Friday and then just getting pissed again at the weekend. And then you'll start to uh, try and take actions and, and try and try and like win them back because the breakdown of the relationship has made you believe even more so that you're unlovable. So that rejection from them is something that you can't sit in because the rejection from them is further proof to you that you're actually unlovable. So then you try and win them back and you, you try and prove that you are lovable to them. You know, you, you start, I don't know, you're, if you're anything like me, you start like training harder, you start like eating better, you start you know trying to look a certain way. Like you even take out a fucking 14,000 pound car finance to, to get a car so that they they think, oh my God, like he's got a really nice car now. You know, maybe he's good good enough. Fucking hell. Like when I think about it now, like not only is it absolutely ridiculous, like what I've done, it's it's so sad. You know, it's so so sad to think of. Now, all the ways in which we reject ourselves and beat ourselves up and judge ourselves and blame ourselves and like you know just go around just day to day looking for constant validation and reassurance from anyone and everyone that we're good enough it's exhausting i i can remember being fucking exhausted all the time like just you know trying to hold up this facade that you know, I, this is who I am. I, I am good enough. You know, that, look at me. You know, tell me I'm good enough. Please praise me. Validate me. And that was my life for so many years. And it took me reaching rock bottom to recognize that actually I reached rock bottom. And, you know, my previous two relationships broke down because of the way I felt about myself, because of these beliefs I had about myself. You know, it took me hitting rock bottom to actually start acknowledging the parts of myself that I was rejecting. And here's the thing. Until you're actually willing to acknowledge and look at the parts of yourself, that you're rejecting. You'll continue to reject those parts and you'll continue to show up in the world as someone that isn't actually you. You'll just be playing a character. You'll be playing a role. And the biggest lesson that I've learned is when we're judging ourselves, when we're rejecting parts of ourselves, 
and yet we're trying to portray ourselves as good, nice people. We're actually judging and rejecting the same parts in other people. And if you believe that someone who is a nice person and who is a good person doesn't reject, condemn and uh, judge other people, then you really need to start reflecting on yourself. Because while you may be holding up this facade and, you know, playing this role that you're, you know, a great person, a kind, loving person, you do anything for anyone else, while you're trying to hold that facade up, underneath is so much judgment and so much shame that is also judging and shaming other people. That's why you, you're, you're putting so much like, effort and energy into trying to prove that you're a good person and you're a nice person and, and you do everything for everyone else. That's why, that's why you're showing up as this like, over-giver. Like you're, you know, because you're, you're trying to prove yourself. When you can actually look at the parts of yourself that you struggle with and that you shame and that you judge and that you reject and can learn to actually accept those parts and uh, in fact, like fully own those parts. Like I know I can be manipulative. I know I can cheat because I have done. I know that I can be selfish. Like I, I, I know all these things about myself, about myself. And I accept and own them. Because when, when you can accept and own the parts of yourself that you're ashamed of, no one can weaponize them against you. No one can say, huh, like, Dan is this, like, Dan done that, Dan is like X, Y, and Z. Like, no one can do that. And if they try to, there's no weight behind it. Because you know that their opinions of you don't actually matter because you've come to terms with all of yourself. You accept all of yourself. You know, you're no longer like trying to hide certain parts. Oh, I don't want anyone to find out about this. I don't want anyone to find out about that. Like when you can actually own the fact that, yeah, I'm fucking manipulative sometimes. Like are people please, that's a form of manipulation. I'm trying to please you because I want you to have nice thoughts about me. I want you to like me. I, I know I can be manipulative. I'm okay with that. I know why I do it. Doesn't mean that I intentionally, intentionally want to manipulate people, but I know that it's a part of me. I know that I'm selfish. I know that I will do things that can possibly be harmful to others because I just want to do them. That, that does make me selfish. And I'm okay with that. I've come to terms and accepted the fact that I can be selfish. Now, this one has been a little harder. 
I, I know that I can cheat. I've done it multiple times in the past. I've come to terms with the fact that I can cheat. And I also have fuckloads of compassion for the parts of me that are manipulative, the parts of me that are selfish, and the parts of me that are able to cheat. Why? Well, because I don't hold a belief anymore that I'm a bad person. I know I'm not a bad person. I don't believe in bad people. I don't fucking believe in evil people. I don't believe that anyone is evil and bad. I believe that we're all human beings trying our best to get our needs met. And if we've never had our needs met unconditionally in childhood, then of course, as, as a young, innocent child, we're going to internalise the message that we're unlovable. And guess what behaviours are going to stem from that belief that I'm unlovable? Manip manipulative behaviours. Because you believe that you have to manipulate people into liking you, into loving you, into accepting you, into wanting to be with you. But when you haven't done the work to actually recognise where these traits come from and why you, why these traits have adapted inside of you, then you're forever going to live in this space of self-judgment. And when you're in self-judgment, you're in shame. And when you're in shame, you're in hiding. But there is a way out. And it's through self-acceptance. You may have heard this quote. But what you resist will persist. So I look at that in terms of the parts of myself that I had struggled with and I was rejecting. And these parts of myself that I was resisting, you know, I, I was resisting bringing these out into the open and, and letting people see them and you know, even letting myself see them. And that resistance, of course, created persistence that these parts of me weren't going away you can't like you can't out love like your selfishness you have to come to terms with all of yourself all of the parts of yourself that you struggle with and don't like Start to recognise where these come from. And this is what I do in my work with clients. We always go back into childhood because that's where everything adapted from. Now, really start to understand why these traits are a part of you. Then you can be compassionate towards these parts of yourself rather than judgmental. 
And through that compassion and that awareness, you will recognize when you're, you know, acting out of, you know, manipulation or selfishness or, you know, doing something that is going to hurt someone else. With this awareness and this compassion, you can be far more intentional about how you show up in your life. doesn't mean to say that you'll never be manipulative again or you'll never be selfish or you'll never cheat again. But now you get to be far more intentional. And each time that you choose love over fear, your, your life becomes more of what you do want rather than more of what you don't want. So all of these fears of rejection only come from the fact that you believe there are parts of you that are worthy of being rejected. And once you're actually willing to do the work instead of escape, distract, numb, avoid, deny, blame, then you can start creating the type of friendships, intimate relationships, and ultimately you can start showing up in the world as who you truly are, rather than a facade. And that's the most liberating feeling you can, you can have. Because the more you get to know yourself, the more you accept yourself and the more you love yourself, the more of yourself you offer to the world, and in return, you enable others to actually love you unconditionally rather than love you conditionally based on the conditions that you love yourself. So if you want to get rid of the fear of rejection from others, you have to work through the rejection that you believe you're already worthy of. <laughs>